following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan, hour number two. It's NFL Draft Week 2023. Lions pick six and 18 right now on Thursday night, round one. Make sure you join me, Herman Moore, Devin Gardner, and others on stage and throughout the first round with huge opinions and commentary on what the Lions do. You can join us. It's open to the public. Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub inside the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort. $2 drafts during the first round and also half off on wings. Superfly Hayes is going to come up after the show with his brother-in-law. He's kind of showing his brother-in-law the ropes. Superfly's sister basically has kept him locked up since they married. I was with him at North Kent Golf Club. Actually, they're on another hole, and I saw them drive by, and his brother-in-law went, blue sky. And I'm like, what's that? Superfly, his ball was over by my ball. He goes, he hasn't been outside in six months. I'm like, is he caged up in the cellar like one of those Dateline murder mysteries? Superfly goes, no, my sister just demands a lot of him. His brother-in-law told me, I think prisoners in Ionia and Jackson get more free time than I do. (laughs) So they're coming up. Superfly's going to roll out of downtown GR at 6 on Thursday and join us for the draft. It'll be a fun night, man. Grab a hotel room at Soren Eagle if you're in the area. Stop in and grab a hotel room and go play Tullymore the next morning. I'm thinking, Brett. It depends if they had a frost warning that night, if we could pull that off. I'll have to talk to Matt Golden because that's kind of on the way back a little bit. Not far from Mount Pleasant, Tullymore. question is, could we get up at 6 o'clock and drive over there? I've been around you for five years. I don't know if there's anything past 8 on your alarm clock. 
Yeah, so join us Thursday night. It's going to be awesome. In a moment, more Lions NFL draft conversation. Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit. Lions NFL insider will join us. Jim Comperoni with an update on Spartan football recruiting. Izzo and Michigan State basketball recruiting. And also CMU Michigan State now looks like it will be a night game on Friday, September 1st in East Lansing. Speaking of Big Ten football, I did see from Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com team, Chris told us this yesterday, that Michigan has earned a commitment from four-star Rochester Adams tight end Brady Pricecorn. Pricecorn chose Michigan, he's 6'5", 220, over offers from Penn State, Ole Miss, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, and Miami. Man. Those were his eight finalists. So 6'5", 220. Arguably the best tight end in America. And he chose Michigan earlier this afternoon from the east side of the state for our listeners on the roar out of Detroit. Also, Mike O'Hara within 90 minutes on the Lions. What is he thinking about pick six and 18. We also threw out our Bush Light, huge question of the day. With Aaron Rodgers off to New York and out of the NFC North, I think the Lions, the bar is set, the windows open, win the NFC North this year. What do you think? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. Local decision makers and team members at your local mercantile bank. And you can trust and depend on them. And that's more important than ever before. Let's go talk about the draft. Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit. Lions NFL insider joining us. Uh, I love all these stories out there right now. Uh, This guy tested bad. Will Levis now all of a sudden is the hottest quarterback. Uh, What's real? What's smoke? Uh, what's other teams throwing stuff out to NFL bloggers, insiders trying to create a smoke screen? Uh, what do you think's going on when you when you look at draft week now? Because it really kicks in. Uh, yeah. How do you break down everything you're reading, seeing, and what's popping up on your social networks? I, I think at this point we're well beyond the point where I'm I'm just not believing anything I hear this week. I think it's always important to look back at, at the previous years and, and what you're hearing in that week lead up to the draft and. If you remember, uh, the 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 whole the whole world seemed to be convinced that the Lions were falling in love with Kayvon Thibodeau last year. Uh, even on draft night, it seemed like that was what the pick was going to be. If, if I remember correctly, that was the the odds-on favorite as well. And then, of course, Lions go Aiden Hutchinson on that night. So, I think it's it's all smoke and mirrors this week. There, there was obviously a lot of. Um, things that I think we learned in, in the previous weeks. I, I do believe like the Bryce Young going first overall, but I am not believing at all of this, this Will Levis stuff. And I honestly, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen beyond that first pick. I think a lot of that remains very unknown. And really what you're hearing from NFL GMs and scouts alike, are, are, they're saying the same things. Like there is just a lot of unknowns right now. And so uh, at this point, I think you just kind of got to ride what you know about yourself, what you know about your own uh, views on some of these draft guys. But uh, don't believe anything pretty much you hear this week. Well, I look at what I hear and I, I do get a little concerned that Lions do not need a quarterback at six. They're not in any project situation unless you get deeper into the round, fourth, fifth, sixth rounders. If you go that deep, 
They're in the win-now mode, and Rodgers officially being traded even expedites that window opening. It's open now. Lions need to win. They need two starters. Uh, Pick 6 and 18, whether they trade up, down, whatever it is, they need two quality starters out of that first round. Yeah, I I think that's probably true, but uh, I I also think like Brad Holmes is probably not thinking too much about guys competing this year to – in, in, in terms of the rookies, I, I'm not sure they're that, they're going to be that focused because, it, in general, when you're talking about drafting, you're talking about these guys hitting their prime two, three years down the line. And so, if you're really a, a good, solid football team, I'm not sure you're really expecting those rookies to come in and make a difference from being, you know, a, a playoff contender to a championship contender. So, I wouldn't be surprised to see them take a little bit more of a long-term approach. Now, I'm with you that I don't think they're going to take a quarterback this year, but if they're going to, they could very realistically take a guy that's like, okay, you're not going to start this year. You're going to kind of have a rotational role. uh, And then maybe next year you're our starter. And so that's why I think like a position like cornerback, they obviously hit the cornerback position very hard. This, this free agency, you get Emmanuel Mosley, you get Cameron Sutton, you get CJ Gardner Johnson. I could very much see them add another one at six or 18 this year. And that guy might not play a lot this year. That guy might just be kind of a sub-package guy, but he becomes the starter either next year or the year after that. Um, because Brad Holmes is looking to make this not just you know one deep run. We're not trying to make a, a, a Super Bowl run while this small NFC North window is open. They want to be a, a, a fixture at the top of that division. And when you the, the best way to do that really is to kind of keep a long-term approach in mind. And so... I wouldn't be surprised if, if one or maybe even both of those first-round picks don't start the year as, as a starter. Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit Lions NFL insider, joining us on the Rose Stoneberg Coffee guest line talking about uh, the draft. Uh, who, what's the perfect first two picks for the Lions? That if it falls this way, they got these two guys, Jeremy, you're like, bingo, uh, both picks are money. Yeah, I mean... I, I'm in love with Jalen Carter, the football player. And so if he's there at six, man, I, I, I don't think that the Lions are going to be in love with him as much as, as I like him a lot. I think I think there are legitimate concerns about his football character, not just his off-field stuff. I feel like there's a lot of people that think maybe he doesn't give it at all in practice, doesn't give it at all on the field. Um, I, I, I haven't quite seen that for myself, so it's hard for me to, to again, sift through what's true and what's not true. Um, but if, if he's there... He fits the team's biggest need. He's arguably the best talent, pure talent, in this entire draft class, let alone best defensive talent. And it also frees you up to maybe wait on that cornerback need. Um, someone like Deontay Banks at 18, to me, would pair extremely well with, with going Jalen Carter at six. And so I think that's my ideal six and 18 pick if, uh, if the Lions decide to stay there, if the Lions decide that Jalen Carter passes their, their football character test. I don't think you can do much better with those two picks. Now, obviously, if like someone like Will Anderson falls to six, more than happy going that direction instead. Um, but to me, Jalen Carter is just, you really wish everything else checked checked the boxes. Of course, if he did, he, he probably wouldn't fall to six in the first place. But um, the Lions are going to do their homework on him, and um, I'm, I'm hoping that they, uh, they come up seeing uh, Jalen Carter is worth the risk. I saw one of those CBSSports.com mock drafts. They had the Lions trading up to three to get Anthony Richardson. I just, I, I don't buy a rookie. There's no guarantee he's going to help you. I know Brock Purdy was a Disney movie with what he did with the Niners as the last player selected, but 
you know, with Rodgers leaving, Jeremy, things have changed in my mind. You're right there with Minnesota as a team to beat. You went 5-1 and one in the Central last year. You have better talent right now, and you've got to grab two first-rounders, two second-rounders if you hold your picks. Uh, it, it's about win now. Uh, the window's open. Man, I, I, I don't I, – a rookie's not going to help you uh, at least until that second year in my mind – when you can grab, if you're going to trade up to three, trade up and get Will Anderson, right? I think I think that would make a little bit more sense uh, than taking a risk on, on someone like Richardson. Now, I, I he's a very fun player to watch, and he's a very intriguing guy. But there are far too many risks, and the Lions have said repeatedly that they don't feel forced to address that quarterback position this Good. year. Um, if, if it falls to them, maybe that's a different situation. You know, if, if some situation where, I don't know, C.J. Stroud falls to them at six. I think they're going to consider it, but they keep saying, we're not going to force it. We like Jared Goff. We're going to look at quarterbacks, but we don't feel like we need to force that issue. And so trading up for such a polarizing guy like Anthony Richardson, who could really go either way. He's got a lot of really good things about him, but he's very much a project, and you never know. Quarterback evaluation is an incredibly hard job, and if I was any good at it, I'd, I'd be in an NFL war room right now so i i would be very surprised if the lions trade up to get a quarterback um if anthony richardson is there at six i still think they probably don't go that direction um but listen brad holmes is a is is a a, is an aggressive guy um we we saw him trade up 20 spots last year he almost traded up in his first draft There, there was rumors that he wanted jamar chase so if they really like will anderson i would not put it past them to potentially go up and, and grab that guy um, because that seems like maybe the safest pick of anyone in the top five. So um, if he likes him, the Lions have the draft capital, and, and you want to get a, a guy that can impact you now, I think Will Anderson would make a lot of sense. All right, speaking of impact, uh, we were all planning on a full season impact of the speed of Jamison Williams stretching opposing defenses and the deep ball or just the threat of it and catching a five-yard pass that turns into a 45-yard touchdown we're not going to see that until Game 7. So with no Jamison, I was discussing this in my opening huge opinion today. Stay wide, Jeremy. Who, who are the touchdown game breakers slash makers for the Lions offense right now? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, obviously, you got Amon around St. Brown. He wasn't necessarily a huge touchdown guy, and um, but he's, he's your probably main weapon um, there. But, yeah, you're going to have to figure out who is kind of that big play machine. Is it, um, you know, is it Josh Reynolds? Is it one of your, your tight ends? Maybe James Mitchell comes along this year. Is it David Montgomery? Uh, they obviously love the, the run game. Marvin Jones, you know, not so long ago was kind of a touchdown machine here. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they, they really need to, I, I think, you know, the minute that suspension laid down, I have to imagine Ben Johnson went to work and started looking at the pieces he got and, and, and wonders who can be that, the centerpiece of that. Because there is, I mean, there's a lot of decent players, I think, on the roster. I think we just lost uh, Jeremy for a second there. Superfly, the alien interference. I think the phone company's taking care of that. Jeremy Reisman from Lions, Pride of Detroit. Uh, he'll join us once again on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Roast Umber is a craft coffee. Guatemalan beans, uh, they package it in Grand Rapids. Uh, you can order it online, Roast Umber. 
com or look for it in your local retailer. I think Jeremy is back with us uh, here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Yeah, sorry about the uh, phone system there, but we were talking about uh, the impact players and touchdown makers. And my point, Jeremy, was with no Jamison for six games, uh, do you look at a wide receiver earlier than expected if you're Brad Holmes and Campbell? It, it's a it's a fair question to ask. Um, I do think wide receiver was already kind of a, a long term need here because you don't have a lot of those guys saw, signed long term outside of Jameson Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown, and even St. Brown is going to be on the last year of his contract uh, next year. So um, I think it's it's a it's a need. Again, I'm not sure how much this really changes everything because you are drafting more for the long term than the short term. I think drafting knowing that you need someone in just these first six games of the season. Is, is maybe pushing a little too hard, is forcing the issue a little bit too much. But I do expect the Lions to add a wide receiver in this draft. I do think it is a long-term need. And and if you get a little bonus, uh, you know, oomph in those first six games, then, then all the better. But I don't think the Lions are necessarily going to force the issue if they're if the right player isn't there just because they're going to miss Jameson for the first six games. Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit Lions NFL insider, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, who's a surprise guy that could be there in one of the first two first round picks that a lot of people aren't talking about that hasn't been on a lot a lot of mock drafts, Jeremy, that you think could end up being a lion when the first round is done? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of unknowns in this draft, and, and it makes it really tough. Uh, really to predict, especially, I mean, even at six, I feel like there are a lot of different guys that could be there. I know some people are talking Peter Skaronsky, um to, to be maybe that, that first-round pick at six. I'm I'm not aboard with that. I, I think the Lions, if they're going to go offensive line, which I think is an underrated need, I think you have to wait until at least 18 to do that, to get the good value there. Some people like Osiris Torrance from Florida. Again, that feels a little bit early for, for a straight guard. Uh, a lot of people like Darnell Wright, um, a, an offensive tackle who did a really good job against Will Anderson out of Tennessee, but he can also kick into guard. So um, that's kind of a more pressing need for, for the Lions. I would say I Lions fans are going to like this, but I wouldn't mind the Lions going tight end at, at 18, and maybe it plays a little bit into that. You need that weapon, that extra weapon on your offense that, that they'll, they'll be lacking with Jameson. I, I think that they could stand to really upgrade that room. They were sniffing around the tight end position in free agency, according to some reports. So whether well, it's Michael Mayer, uh, Dalton Kincaid, Darnell Washington, I know is a, is a fan. Of, there's a lot of Lions fans that like him. He's maybe not so much the receiving type as a, as a run defender, but um, Michael Mayer, if, if he's there at 18, I think he could be a sneaky pick for the Lions there. Well, they need, you know, and you went uh, and mentioned Amara St. Brown, but he's a possession guy. I'm just looking at no Jamison, no DJ. Uh, I know Marvin Jones Jr. is there as a, you know, fourth receiver, but I I don't see the guy that can get away from somebody and be a touchdown maker. And I said it yesterday. I agree with you that I was no way. They don't need Mara. They got uh, Jamison, but since Jamison is gone now for six games. I, I also have said, you know what? Golf will need a bailout guy in the red zone. Don't want to keep settling for field goals. And Mayer was always, always uh, around the football at ND. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, like I, I still think this is a team that's going to focus a lot on the run game, and, and maybe maybe that helps kind of, especially in the red zone, right? That was something they were so good at last year with all the touchdowns that, that uh, Williams had. Um, so I think 
that's going to help a little bit. But yeah, in terms of those big play players, I think it's fair to say that the Lions might not have that. And obviously a tight end is not necessarily going to fix that. But um, yeah, I, I, and, and I, the problem is I don't think there's a, this is necessarily a great draft to have that kind of home run threat really at any of your skill position players, unless you want to talk B. John Robinson at 18, which is not something that I'm fully on board with. I don't think the, uh, the positional value is there with a the first round pick, but um, given how much this team does like um, the run game, I, he would be an interesting guy uh, to, to pair with, with the crew that they have so far. So I don't know what the solu- the short-term solution, I guess, is to, to fill Jameson Williams' role. I don't think there's a lot of great options in this draft, but that being said, I do expect them to add an offensive weapon at some point in this draft. Yeah, for you even to pause and think, yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't know who their touchdown makers are. You don't want to sit there and settle for field goals, so it will be interesting. Uh, Jameson does set them back. I don't care anybody wants to be an apologist or defend them. Rules are rules, but not having that speed as a decoy and a big play weapon, I think, really hurts this team for six games. Yeah, I mean, no question. Obviously, the Lions managed to do pretty well without him last year, but they did have T.J. Chark, who did kind of the same thing, right? Was a a field stretcher, was a deep threat. May may not have caught a ton of passes, but he was a guy that kept defenses legitimate, uh, kept defenses at bay there. So the Lions don't I mean, Marvin Jones isn't that guy. He, he can run deep, but he's not a, a, a speed guy. And, I mean, you get a little bit of that from, from I would say, Josh Reynolds, but not a ton of it. Cleef Raymond is also a guy that they actually started using that in that role a little bit towards the end of last season. So maybe they get a little bit from him, but obviously still a very different threat than someone like Jameson Williams. So they're going to have to figure some things out. Um, but the offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, uh, did a pretty stellar job pretty much all of last season with or without Jameson Williams. So, it's a setback. It's, it's certainly not helpful for, for the, the, the guys that, that are still on the team, but uh, I, I think I have a, a good amount of faith that Ben Johnson is going to be able to figure out ways to get the, the crew that he has uh, open and, uh, and get in the end zone, hopefully. Before I let you go, uh, no matter if they trade up, trade down, uh, your prediction on the two first-round names selected by the Lions. Yeah, I think I have to go. There's just there's so many distractions and so many theories about the Lions trading up or trading back. Sometimes I feel like the simplest answer is, is the right one, especially when you're this close to the draft. And, you know, Devin Witherspoon in the corner out of Illinois seems to be the, the, the favorite for that pick. And so I think that's where I'm going with that one. I feel like maybe some of the, the, the tougher choices are going to be gone by the time the Lions are there. Um, that does make the 18 pick a little bit tougher, though, because, again, I, I think the, the cornerback value at 18 is, is pretty good, but the Lions are just going to want someone like Devin Witherspoon, a, a physical corner who, you know, good in man, good in the run game, just has that gritty attitude that Dan Campbell loves. I feel like that's going to be too tempting for the Lions to pass up at six. And then yeah, the options are kind of all over the place at 18, and, and part of me thinks maybe they go tight end. Part of me thinks maybe they go offensive tackle. Part of me... I, I I know there's a lot of people. There seems to be a lot of people down on someone like Kaliza Kansi, uh, the the defensive tackle out of pit, way undersized, gets all the Aaron Donald comparisons. But the Lions need a quick, fast guy who can, can bring a lot of pressure and can be disruptive in the run game. I know he's undersized, and a lot of people think he, he gets mowed over, and occasionally that's going to happen in the NFL. But he also is such a quick, twitchy guy that brings a lot of strength too. That I think he makes a lot of sense at, at 18. So I guess if I had to, if I had to guess. I'd throw, I'd throw Cantu there at 18 with Witherspoon at 6. 
Jeremy Rise from Proud of Detroit Lions NFL blogger. Also look him up on Twitter. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll talk to you Friday after the draft and discuss what the Lions did in round one. Sounds good. All right, Jeremy Reisman checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Look for Roast Umber uh, at your local retailer or order up that craft coffee or the Nitro Cold Brew in a can at RoastUmber.com. That's RoastUmber.com. Spartan football and basketball update with comp. Also the CMU Michigan State football game bumped to Friday night, September 1st. We'll get the latest from East Lansing with comp next. Also about 40 minutes away from Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com. He'll give us his huge opinions on round one of the draft on Thursday night. And don't forget to join me, Herman Moore, Devin Gardner, and others on stage. I'll be the MC. Our preview of round one and the Lions, 6 and 18 picks, 7 p.m. until 8 p.m. inside the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub, inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. It's free to get in. It's open to the public. They'll have $2 drafts and also half-off wings. And they'll have giveaways, and you can wager on the draft. Uh, prizes, a ton of stuff going on Thursday night beginning right around 6 p.m. inside the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub at the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Join me as I'll be the MC with Herman Moore, Devin Gardner, and others breaking down the Lions and round one of the NFL Draft. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Godsmack, live and in your face. Friday, May 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino, plus Bad Wolves. And same show, same night, Bullet for My Valentine. Tickets start at $28 on sale now at the Soaring Eagle box office or etix.com. Party hard, rock harder, Godsmack, May 26th, part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. It's vacation time, so you have alerted your post office, dropped the dog off at the kennel, and set the timer for the lights in your house. But did you call the police? Many of Michigan's police departments will check on your house regularly while you are away. Contact your local police department to see if this program is available in your area. Just one more service that Michigan's police officers provide every single day. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids, and now they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Now, Dorn Mayhew is an east side firm. Now you get the west side of Michigan with Bean Carter, and whether you're a small business or big business, they can handle all of your accounting and business needs at Bean Carter. 
Just go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I mentioned with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew, they cover all of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast to coast. Find out how the pros at Bean Garter can help your business today. Go to beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I know Tom Rosenbach and his team are so happy about their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. At Mercantile Bank, we understand that different businesses have different needs. That's why our team of business specialists take the time to understand your business, your goals, and your objectives. We provide tailored solutions and innovative products, all delivered locally. So when you're ready to work with a partner who understands your unique business needs, call us. We're here and ready to put the wheels in motion. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business, and let's make dreams a reality. Member FDIC. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. 19 radio stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. There you can also listen to our free online stream weekdays at 3. And anywhere in America where you get mobile service, search The Huge Show on the iHeart app and you can listen traveling, business, vacation, anywhere in America. Bush Light, huge question of the day with Aaron Rodgers gone from the NFC North. I think the Lions are right there with the Vikings, and this is the year the window has opened where they need to win the NFC North. Do you think they'll do it? No Rodgers. He's now a Jet. You can answer that Bush Light, huge question of the day, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on... The Mercantile Bank listener line. Let's go check in with Jim Comperoni, SmartMeg.com, the MSU insider. Get an update on Michigan State and Mel Tucker and football recruiting. Same thing for Izzo. The offseason is here. Before you know it, football season will begin fall camp. And we got word yesterday, Comp, that the CMU-Michigan State game in East Lansing bumped back to Friday September 1st, they haven't said a, a time and TV network, but I assume that's a night game, right? Right, that'll be a night game. They've not announced the time yet, but that'll be a Friday night. I think that's good news for Michigan State fans and uh, for the university, just because that's the way the university wants it. I think there were one or two times in the last 12 years where the Big Ten Network has mandated that they play that play their opener on a Saturday afternoon instead. I think it was 2017 they played on a Saturday afternoon in Bowling Green. And, you know, they had a good crowd there and all that, those things. But Labor Day weekend is special in our state. And, uh, you know, Mark Hollis had that idea 12 or 13 years ago to play that game on Friday to give people an opportunity to get out on Labor Day weekend, to, to get out and get one more weekend in for the summer. And uh, I think that's good for families around the state of Michigan. And also, uh, I, I think it helped attendance a little bit. You know, there's some places that can fill a stadium regardless of what day it is, but I thought that that was – that was good that they made that change. And you may remember, Bill, that you know you only have to go back about 15 years, and in college football we were playing an 11 game season. And when that happened, you know when when we were only playing 11 games, the season would usually start after Labor Day weekend. 
but once they went to 12 games for money uh, and no other reason, uh, that that uh, infringed on Labor Day weekend. I think that, that was something good that Michigan State came up with. And this time, you know, Michigan State makes their schedule, and they wait for the Big Ten to go ahead and say, yeah, you can play that game on Friday based on their television schedule. Yeah, the Big Ten pays the bills and all those things, but this was a win for Michigan State fans. In my opinion, there might be some fans that would rather play it on a Saturday, but I think the Friday night opener has been a, a good recent tradition for Michigan State football. And most high school teams with that holiday weekend, if I'm not wrong, are playing Thursday night games that week in Michigan. I don't like the Friday night college games normally if they take away from high school, but I know those first two weeks – I think there are Thursday games for most Michigan high school football teams. I agree. That was a concern when Michigan State first went to this move, you know, many years ago, and uh, you know, because they did not want to take away from high school football attendance and the spotlight that high school kids get on Friday nights. I agree with you on that. And uh, when Michigan State made that move, that 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 corresponded with uh, high schools starting their seasons earlier. And like you said, moving their season openers and a lot of this is to Thursday night. So it did not infringe on high schools. And I, I agree, that's, that's a big consideration. And that one turned out to be, uh, they figured that one out as well. It turned out to be all right. So I think both sides are good on that one. One thing you're going to see is that with this new you know, multi-billion dollar TV deal and the multi-networks with the Big Ten and the addition of USC and UCLA, where a 7 p.m. night game uh, on the East Coast will be 4 p.m. out there, uh, you're going to see more night games moving forward in the Big Ten. You are. I agree. I agree, and I think there's a lot of Midwestern football people that are not going to be thrilled with that, and money pays the freight, and and that ends up being the bottom line. Yeah, with USC and UCLA coming in, what, in 2024, there are going to be some changes, some more travels, and some alterations of kickoffs. I think we may see more teams from the Pac-12 coming into the Big Ten. It's going to look different, and I'm not sure it's going to be entirely comfortable for those of us that are traditionalists, Bill. Yeah, and, and, but when you're looking at all the millions these schools are getting, and like I said, when you factor in uh, the West Coast time by adding you know, UCLA and USC, uh, you're going to see more night games. I, I think eventually you're going to play probably two and two, two night games, non-conference, to uh, in conference, and it really will depend on how good your team is, and if they're a TV draw that year when the networks are setting it up. I agree with that, and that's going to be the those are the economics that are going to be making these decisions. I just hope we don't lose some of those nice, you know, October twentieth, Saturday afternoon, one o'clock games, um, for for whatever reason. You know, those are those are uh, special when the leaves have changed and the weather's just right. I kind of hate it when you when you see a bye week fall on a weekend when the when the weather is just perfect. But uh, there's there's more good than bad. I don't want to I don't want to dwell on the bad. But uh, there are changes coming, Bill. No question. Yeah, there are there are changes coming. Uh, Mel Tucker, what what are changes for Michigan State football that you think with the fans see the Spartans for the first time uh, in the fall game one that this team will look different in what way? They got to get the defense straightened out, Bill. I mean, two straight years they've been outside of the top 100 in total defense. Two years ago, ugly on defense, but they won 11 games. Last year, ugly again, and I've said it a number of times. Last year was an important year for the defense, and it did not. They did not show improvement. However, the uh, the injuries and the attrition 
was just uh, was too much too much of a load there. As I've mentioned before, Michigan State had 27 different starters on defense alone. 27 different individuals started on defense, and it's real hard to get any kind of consistency or improvement when that happens. So it was a little bit of a mulligan there for uh, defensive coordinator Scotty Hazelton, but he's on the clock to show some improvement this year on defense, and they can't get any worse. So I think that they uh, can they go from being terrible statistically to uh, functional to pretty good to maybe even quite good. Uh, I think it's possible. I think the linebacker position is going to be strong in the middle there with Cal Halliday and Jacoby Windman both coming back. Those guys are rugged. They're experienced. They're going to have a pretty good defensive line in front of them. Um, Dumise Adelaye is a transfer coming in from Texas A&M. He's going to give them more run strength on the edge to set the edge against outside runs. Defensive tackles will be pretty good. So that front seven I think is going to be solid. Uh, provided everybody stays healthy, which is an asterisk they can put on any team in the country for the most part. There are some teams that can withstand some injuries and go down to second and third string and still be strong, but not many of them. But Michigan State, that defensive front seven, I think is going to be pretty good against the run, and that's a good starting point for an improved defense, which is a necessity this season. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com, the MSU Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. I did see uh, from On3.com and SpartanMeg.com that you broke down uh, the release uh, today of the conference schedules for Michigan State hoops. I'll touch on Michigan when I'm done talking with you, but uh, your breakdown, what did you take from it? Well, it's interesting that the Big Ten came out with that information a little earlier than usual, so they, they released the conference schedule. Um, the big takeaway is, you know, I think Michigan State and Purdue are going to be two of the favorites in Big Ten, and they've had some great games at the Breslin Center in recent years. Games settled on in the last second shot this year with Zach Eady getting the game winner for Purdue. A year earlier with Michigan State, Tyson Walker hit the game winner in the final seconds both times against against Purdue teams that were in the top five in the nation. Um, Unfortunately, Purdue will not be traveling to the Breslin Center for the upcoming season. The Big Ten released the schedule today. Michigan State will only play Purdue once in the upcoming season, and that will be at Purdue. Also, Michigan State will only be playing Indiana once, and Indiana will not be traveling to the Breslin Center. So if you're a Michigan State fan season ticket holder, it's kind of a, a bum deal that you don't get Purdue or Indiana you know, two of the blue bloods of the Big Ten coming to Breslin Center next season. Um, in terms of wins and losses, Potentially, it can help your record a little bit that you don't have to play two of the better teams twice. But if you're only playing them on the road and you're in a battle for the regular season Big Ten championship, you would like to have those two contenders coming to your place to try to even the score if you, in fact, lost at their place. So uh, I think it's a losing situation for the fans. Again, I don't want to be negative on this entire segment, Bill, but um, uh, kind of unfortunate news as a spectator, as, a, as an observer. I think you and I would like to have seen Purdue come to Breslin Center. That was always great theater, but it's not going to happen this year. We learned today based on the Big Ten schedule release. You can see that schedule release at SpartanMeg.com. That's SpartanMeg.com. Comp, appreciate the update on Michigan football hoops and the CMU-Michigan State football game on that Friday night, September 1st. We'll talk soon. Sounds great, Bill. Thanks a lot for having me. Talk to you later. All right, Jim Comperoni joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest on you. State's Big Ten basketball schedule for next season. I do agree it's really early. Maybe it's for selling tickets for the schools. I, I don't know. Uh, Michigan State home, Iowa, Ohio State, Rutgers. That's home only. Away, Indiana, Nebraska, Purdue. 
Home and away, Michigan, Illinois, Maryland, Minnesota, Northwestern, Penn State, Wisconsin. That's for Michigan State and Izzo. Michigan, their home only games, Indiana, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Away, Maryland, Northwestern, Penn State. Home and away, they get Purdue home and away, but State doesn't. They get Iowa home and away, Illinois home and away, Michigan State home and away, Nebraska, Ohio State, and Rutgers home and away. That's pretty salty for Juwan Howard in a pressure season for Michigan. And Michigan State, I kind of like their schedule. I, you know, my quick glance, I, I believe they're a top four team going into the season, top two in the Big Ten. You know, I start to do the math, and, you know, I have a tough time getting past three losses. Uh, for Izzo and the Spartans in the Big Ten next year. That might be good enough to win it outright. You want to join in on our Bush Light huge question of the day with Rodgers gone from the NFC North. I think it's time for the Lions to win the division this year. You agree or disagree? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Speaking of the Lions and the NFC North, Mike O'Hara from DetroitLions.com will join us in less than 20 minutes. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Bill Simonson with my good friend Greg Harris back inside the leadership locker room. Greg has a new book out called Sage Advice. You can go to MaximizeLeadership.com to get that book. And today, Greg, we're going to look for some sage advice when it comes to a robust pipeline. Robust pipeline. So, Bill, with the challenge with sales organizations, it's a panic for any salesperson whose pipeline ends up dry. No prospects, nothing really coming this month or this quarter. And this particular keynote and training is really helpful on how to have, build, and keep that pipeline moving. When when your pipeline dries up, it's scary for salespeople, and this keynote helps. If you want a robust pipeline when it comes to your business, go to MaximizeLeadership.com or call toll-free 1-888-308-1600. That's 1-888-308-1600 or online at MaximizeLeadership.com. Sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. For a lot of us, music and mental health are intertwined. That's why the Collaborative Lab created Intune, a free live stream event, and you're invited. May 18th is Mental Health Action Day, so take action for your own mental health by joining us from 7 to 9 p.m. Musical performances and conversations with The Verve Pipe, Barrel Bones, Carlos Cece, Cole Hansen, and more. Visit IUnderstandLoveHeals.org to learn how you can join the party for free. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Vandal Institute. Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point Golf Club in GR. It's a day of fun for all golf enthusiasts and proceeds benefit breast cancer research at Vandal Institute. Register at VAI.org. Breaking Benjamin. Live in concert in Grand Rapids. With special guests, Bush. And Another Day Dawns. 
See them live at Van Andel Arena, May 16th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. For more, visit BreakingBenjamin.com. Get tickets now. Attention hockey parents, the Meyer State Games of Michigan is holding tryouts for their Summer Games Hockey Tournament. Use coupon code HUGESHOW for 10% off registration when you go to stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash hockey. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Short segment here with the busy hour number two. Remember, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. You can catch up and listen on your schedule. Just search The Huge Show. On the way, Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com. His thoughts on the Lions' two first-round picks. We'll hear from O'Hara from Allen Park next. Big. Bad. Huge. 